Yo, what's good, family? Thank you for stepping to the Coach's Box. I'm your host, Coach JP3, joined by Coach K, Coach Pace, and Coach Murph. We got some basketball for y'all. We got some football for y'all. And, of course, we're going to end it with a little bang so you get your money right this weekend. So we're going to start with the, with the NBA. The All-Star starters were announced. And so we'll focus on the reserves next week, but we're just going to talk about the starters today in the new format. Uh, so, Coach Murph, what do you think about the uh, the All Stars you got uh, on the West? Uh, Luca, Curry, Zion, LeBron, Joker, and on the East you got Kyrie, Donovan, Jason Tatum, Greek Freak, and KD. Any issues with that? I got I got a few issues, man. So, first things first. You know, they're making all these adjustments to the all-star game, but they need to make adjustments to the voting because, like, percent fanball is just ridiculous. <laughs> like, I understand that, you know, all-star weekend is supposed to be for us. Uh, and, uh, you know, we get to see our favorite players and stuff like that, but 50% clearly way much because illogical things always happen every year so I think it should get dropped to 40 and another way that I, I was thinking about it was like even though all-star weekend is for us we have to understand that some of these players have these like these put in their contracts of like um you know I'll be an all-star or I'll be an all-star starter so now we're talking about other people's money that we're leaving in other people's hands. So people that are more deserving aren't getting it because they're not as popular. Case in point, 49 games so far, majority of teams have played. Zion Williamson, a starter, playing 29 games. Why does What sense does that make? When you got Sabonis leading the league in rebounds, but like 18 points, 14 boards, like seven assists, third team in the West, but he's a reserve. He played like 40 games. Yep. Large sample size. Yep. So I felt like Sabonis got robbed, clearly. Um that was the only issue that I had about the way and I, I correct you, he played 45, 45 games to, to Zion's 29. And of course Zion has good numbers, 26, seven and five, but it's 29 games. Anything can happen in 10, 15, not saying that he'll have some extreme drop off, but make him a reserve, not a starter. Uh, but that's the only issue I had in the West. I feel like everything else is right. Um, the East, um, I felt like they were – they don't have a big. <laughs> they don't have a big. You got Joel Embiid, what, second in the East? Yeah, leading scorer in the NBA. Leading scorer in the NBA, 33-10-4. and four. <laughs> A reserve. <laughs> <laughs> you know, everybody be like, oh, well, you know, if you put him in, who are you going to take up? Because Giannis is not a center. Clearly, he is not a center. That man is a power forward. Mm -hmm. 
but it, like I, I'm like, if y'all want to do positionless basketball, make it positionless basketball. Don't do this whole front court, back court thing. Just keep it two guards, two fours, and a center because we have a whole lot of talented centers in this league, and they don't need to be getting snubbed because y'all love afford more because he gets more touches even though it's Joel Embiid right who has been healthy this year mm-hmm. MVP candidate early MVP candidate right and and an actual big so um I felt like you I would take out Kevin Durant and put Joel Embiid in uh, Jason Tatum is, and uh, Giannis are both, you know, top two, three favorites of winning the MVP this year. Uh, with everything that Giannis had to is going through this year, you know, having Chris Middleton in and out but barely playing, um, Ford has just went down. Uh, I mean, his he's constantly carrying a load, and you got Jason Tatum who is having career highs in everything, points, rebounds, assists, and they're uh, one of the best teams in the league. So I just feel as though that you got to take somebody off. It has to be Kevin Durant. No slide on him, but it's just what it is. Um, And then for the guard, I will remove Donovan Mitchell. I feel as though that he's there more so because of – his 70 point game that stood out he is having a good season the Cavs is a good team but um I felt like that that slot should have went to Tyrese Hallenburton who's leading the league in assists 20 2010 and four leading the league in assists um and carrying a Pacers team that nobody had no no um expectations for yeah, no expectations expectations and then they were you know flirting with the playoff spot right now they're they're in the play-in um right now um bottom out around them i think they're like the ninth seed but um well he he's having a, a hell of a year right now and i think that plays into him being in a small market like Indiana and being a part of the team that has no expectations. But if you see how they're playing, because he's out, he's injured right now, but if you saw how they've been playing since then, you can tell the effect that he has on the team. So um, those are like the three changes I would make. Um, and then also the, the whole voting percentage that, that needs to change. And I would, Take that 10% and you can throw 10 and 10 on both media and players. Um, or give more to media than the players. Because a small part of me feels like a lot of players be doing some BS too. So, you know, like, oh, I think I should be up high. Like, no, you're not that good. <laughs> uh, probably do some media, even though they could play favorites. But I just feel like 50% is too much of anything for anyone. Gotcha. Coach Pace, what are your thoughts on the all-star selections and the new format? What are your thoughts? Um, I think it just should just be the best five players. That's I don't really care. Since we're doing positionless basketball, I think it should be the best five players just flat out. 
and Embiid is one of the best five players in the East. So I don't really care who they get out. Um, I don't care about guards. I don't care about none of that formatting stuff at the end of the day because everybody can handle the ball, everybody can rebound, and everybody can score. So what really are we talking about here? Um, but if I had to choose somebody that would get out, it would probably be Donovan Mitchell for Embiid. Yeah, just because I don't really care about him. Um, Got some Donovan Mitchell uh, I, do. Bro, I don't have nothing. Donovan. Yeah, I don't, I don't got nothing against Donovan. I just don't really care for him. Be a reserve. Bye. Um, like the team. Like. <laughs> yeah, if I had to choose. I was thinking Kyrie, but then I was like, Kyrie's come on strong as all get out lately. Because um, mm-hmm. he's yeah. dropped, I think, 30 yeah. in the last, like, five games or something like that. It's yeah, and I'll definitely help his case. That's why I went Donovan. Yeah, um, but in the West, I don't really care as long as Zion isn't remotely near a basketball court, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. Um, but to substitute him, I don't really care about Sabonis. You can pick from any of the four players I have listed. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got Shea, Jod, Dame, and Sabonis. I don't care. Formatting-wise, everybody's going to play. Um, they can all score. I just don't feel like Zion deserves to be anywhere near a basketball court starting for anybody. So, yeah, pick from any one of those four. I wouldn't be mad at you. I'm all equally fair with that. Um, yeah, I mean, Lori too, but not so much Lori. I think Lori can be a reserve as long as he gets the nod. Mm. Yeah. As long as he gets the nod, I'm cool. If he don't get the nod, we gonna have, I'm going to have to squabble with somebody. I know he's going to. Uh, yeah. So outside of that, that's all I really care about. I don't really care about positions or anything like that because all they do is run up and down the court and shoot 40-footers anyway. So, <laughs> yeah. Coach K, anything you'd like to add on that one? So just let it just – yeah. If there's uh, any snubs or anything like that going on. So – Hey man, just clean cleaned it up. You just mopped it up, bro. <laughs> no, I said I probably got some controversial picks and some controversial things to say. You always do. <laughs> <laughs> no, if I'm I'm taking Zion out just because he hasn't played that many games. Um, and I would actually either replace him with uh John Morant or uh SGA, because SGA's been balling this year too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he better get in there too. He better <laughs> somewhere. Make, he he's leading most improved player. They gonna get him, man. Yeah. Um, on the east side, get Donovan Mitchell out of there, bro. Oh my gosh, all of <laughs> all of you, wow, it was, wow. Yeah, personal, but that seventy ball, not. I mean, that's all you really got. Bro, yeah. like, nah. like he. Like no disrespect to him, but like out of this list, and when we're talking all these these all stars, especially being left out, he's just a guy. Yeah. Man. Yeah, because um, yeah, Embiid. There's there's no absolutely no reason why Embiid should not be in the East, like in the the starting center. I mean, say what you. I don't know. I I'm I like the traditional. Um, basketball, and so I'm, I'm gonna say like I want it. I want it by position, but this is just stupid. 
not having him in there when he when his team is second in the East and he's like the <clears throat> like leading scorer in the league right now. It just doesn't make any it doesn't make any sense to me. So gotcha. Gotcha. Not a, I, yeah, I'm with Shaw on, on Zion. Like when he was playing, he was on the trajectory to be an all-star starter. But it's like, bro, you you missed half the games eligible to play. So no, you don't get a chance to be a to be a starter. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'm sorry that they should do like for the players, don't even ask like current players and do it like how they did the the dunk contest and have like past dunk contest participants like grade the dunk. Have past all stars select uh you know who they believe should be starters and reserves. It, okay, I'm gonna throw this out there and then we can move forward. I I haven't heard anyone talk about it like this yet, but John Morant isn't in the starting lineup, but Curry is, and Curry's missed more time than John Morant has, and his team is doing better. So I I almost said take Curry out, but I feel like I feel like with I mean he's the Finals MVP. He's I think it wouldn't it wouldn't feel like with the way with the way the um the All Star game has changed it wouldn't feel the same without like step with without Steph in the actual All Star game. Um, and that's the only reason why I didn't say take Curry out. Um, I think he's he's one of the more exciting one of the more exciting players to watch in the All Star game just because. He can shoot from anywhere. So go ahead and give it to him. He's only yeah. got he's only got like a couple more years of playing at this level type of level, anyways. Just I'd say just go ahead and give it to him. I like I think Ja is having a, a great season, but I think it's more so that the team is doing good around it's the same thing, my whole argument with Donovan Mitchell. The team is doing great. And and I think that's what's speaking more to the record more so than Ja is the reason of the the record being what it is. Like you can you saw for majority of the season, like the the starters was carrying Golden State, and mainly because of Steph Curry. Like their production, whenever they put in the backups, uh, you know, Kevon Looney or Kaminga or Poole with all the young guys, they were trash. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just wanted to throw that out there. That was something I was thinking about. I just wanted to see how y'all felt because, yeah. Yes. So, um, for those of you that didn't hear, uh, you know, usually they have like the big televised thing way before the All Star game where you get to see who's picking up, you know, who on each other's teams and stuff like that. So, you got LeBron and Giannis as the captains. This year, they're going to do it right before the game. They're going to televise it right before the game. I don't know how I feel about it because I haven't experienced it yet, but um, we'll see how it goes. It kind of like – it might be cool in a way, you know, for those that play pickup basketball, you know, just be able to go and be like, yeah, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get this person. All right, now let's run, like, and do it. So it might be kind of cool, but – We'll see. I like the HBCU component that they're that they're doing and embedding into the weekend on the 18th. 
um, having that Grambling State game. So that's a cool thing. Uh, I wish there was a way that they could um, integrate uh, the WNBA. I know they're not in season, but maybe just as like a, a preview to get people excited for their NBA season when it comes up, like, you know, if they could have been integrated some type of way into All-Star Weekend as well, so. Bills uh, Challenge or something like that. Yeah, yeah. You know. Question me, All-Star game for all I care. I got a question for y'all with that real quick. Because I heard they're trying to get, like, uh, what is it? They're trying to get their own, like, what is it, charter charter flights? They're not trying to go commercial anymore. And they said it would cost around, like, I think they said about $20 million for the season for them to, like, do. And I'm like, bro, they're, they want to do it, right? But my thing is, like, y'all don't got enough money. Like, I'm sorry, but, like, there's literally no way possible because their league is only worth about $30, $35 million, maybe, give or take. And they want they want to find some system to where, like, uh, they can get the charter flight. And I'm just sitting there like, bro, how do y'all expect to do that? Like, do y'all expect the NBA to give y'all money? Like, if y'all expect the NBA to give y'all money, I get it, okay? I, I get it. They are multi-billion dollars almost a couple billion dollar business, if not, you know, a couple hundred billion dollar business. If y'all just want the WNBA to give y'all some money, I mean, the NBA to give y'all some money, say that because there's no way financially possible unless airlines literally start flying y'all for free that you can like literally pull that off. And they keep insisting on it. Like it's a like the last month, I would say they've been like, no, we need to figure out a way we can, you know, start doing charter flights. And I'm like, bro, if, it, if it's going to cost y'all like at least 60% of y'all overall net of which that don't even make sense, bro. Yeah, that's interesting. And I, I, I'm not too hip to all the information on that, but on the surface level, just hearing you say that, I'm like, I think that that 20 million could go to better use within the WNBA. Like we're talking about like their stars are underpaid and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like if you spread that 20 million around as, you know, salary for the players, I think that has more of a longer term impact than the, than the flights do. You know, I, I'd rather have, I'd rather fly, you know, not as fancy and be making more money than to be, having flight privileges and not be making as much money. Yeah. It just threw me off with the number. Cause I'm like, bro, y'all, y'all, the WNBA is only worth about 25, 30, 35 tops right now. And y'all said it's going to cost y'all 20 million for the season. That don't even make sense financially. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to keep tabs on that. We might have to talk about that on a, on a show. Cause that's an interesting topic. Yeah. So also the All-Star game gives us an opportunity to think about midseason, you know, awards. Who who's kind of like front runners for MVP, defensive player of the year, and all of that. So uh we'll get started on that. Let's see. First, we'll go with the MVP. So who do y'all have for your midseason award? Who's the front runner for the MVP? Uh-huh. Uh, all right, all right, all right. Hear me out. So right now, 
I think, um, as I said uh, in the past episode, that the Joker would win the MVP again. Um, and I think he's still leading the the MVP conversation. But even though I know it's a long shot, but due to all the parity in the NBA and how close these teams are and to making the playoffs, to play in or whatever, I wouldn't be shocked if, LeBron, if he continues on this arc, makes him a case and move into into the conversation. Since <laughs> face face right now. Bro, I'm I'm serious. Like, listen, <laughs> what he's doing and the numbers he's putting up, like the the numbers he's putting up is ridiculous. I mean, he's averaging almost thirty, and he's doing like like 39 and 7, 39 and 8, something like that. Um, and, of course, the team isn't doing good as a totality, but since every, the records are so close, they're literally like, I think, three and a half, four games back from being the sixth seed in the West, which will be in playoff contention, which I feel like that's all he needs because you have to think of the – what. The MVP, they a lot of it goes to a player because of their story. So the age he's doing it at is year 20. We never seen somebody be this late in their career doing something like this. He's about to set the um, you know, the all-time scoring record. And then you make it into the playoffs. I feel like that will build that's enough motion in his name that will make him a valuable option. But of course, he has to continue on this arc. But it may continue on this arc, and if he does, and if AD stays healthy, it's just a whole bunch of ifs. But I think he's a, a a long shot, but a nice dark horse to have because of his name is going to continually be moved around the league. Yeah. He's at a plus 10,000 right now. For those who are betting on MVPs, he's at a plus 10,000. Put some money on it. Coach Pace, your initial reaction was priceless. What do you think about uh, who's leading the MVP race? And what do you think about LeBron? Uh, well, I'll just knock out the LeBron thing. That's not going to happen because this team is too incompetent to do anything productive in life. <laughs> and Anthony Davis almost rolled his ankle again. So give him five games. He'll be back on the bench. For hey, they got oh. huh? They got Rudy. Oh my God, Rudy! Who no. Rudy I'm as, as Charles said, Rudy Hoochamama. <laughs> okay, yeah, no. Um, listen, if Rob Polinka could pull off like one more trade t- to get like, I mean, I've been saying it all along. He needs to go over there and get Dwight Howard or get Javale McGee off the Mavs bench. Because they needed like a rim protecting big and somebody that can go get lives. Mm-hmm. And they should have, the way people are asking for picks and stuff, I don't see it happening, but they should have went and got Buddy Hill or Keith Coos um, because they need some type of shooting. Like, can't nobody on that team shoot or score or get their own bucket outside of LeBron and Shooter and Russ, who's very up and downy. But that's neither here nor there. LeBron ain't getting nothing because his team is too incompetent. They are only four games back from a six spot, though. 
So anything is possible. But MVP, man, listen, the Don. <laughs> I know he's in the sixth spot right now. But Luca the Don <laughs> single-handedly is carrying the Mavs. Like you, you can give me all the Spencer Dimwitty nonsense or whatever they do, but Luca the Don is my MVP candidate right now. Will it happen? Probably not, because they're probably going to give it to Jokic, or they're probably going to give it to Embiid. But Luca's doing Luca things. I mean, I don't, I don't know what else you want him to do at this point. That I literally don't know what you do, and he's a little bit better on defense than he was last year. So at this point, I don't know what you want him to do, but I got the Don right now. Okay, Coach K. It's not the Don's time yet, and if Jokic wins another MVP. Uh, I'll probably throw up because um, I'm sick of because <laughs> I'm sick of them. Um, it's it's going to be Embiid, plain and simple. It's it, I think he should have he sh- he's uh just the way he's playing. Um, he's got the Sixers right right now, and he's going to eventually be they're they're eventually going to be the number one team in the East. So I'm going with them. Going with them. I, I got Joe on B2 for the, those reasons. Uh, rookie of the year. Who is your rookie of the year? We'll start with Coach Payton. Uh, can, can we just say it on three? We should all have the same guy, right? Oh, okay. Um, I'm thinking, oh, that's tough for me. Who is y'all going to think? I, I don't know. Sure. How is it tough? I'm up in the air about it because there's but who Paulo and Bancaro? Which one? I was thinking Paulo, but I was like, maybe I'm forgetting somebody. I'm like, am I forgetting somebody? It's like, man, like who no, am I? Paulo. The second is Benedict Matherin, but he's a he's a he's getting a lot more minutes now because Tyrese Hallenburton is out, but he comes off the bench. He's more of a six man right now. So, okay, so Paulo, literally the only one pretty much from his draft class that is a starter, but also has the main role. How about say 21, six and four. Yep. Paulo, never mind. I don't even know why I was debating it. I and, just, I was thinking like, am I forgetting somebody outside of Paulo? I thought I was being biased. And he'd be beating up on Boston. So y'all all got Paulo. We all agree. <laughs> with Paolo. Okay. Yep. All right. Defensive player of the year. I remember how I put it down. Um, oh yeah, straight up. Triple J, Jaron Jackson Jr. Man. Okay. The, he when he was out, literally Memphis had the worst defense in the league, or one of the worst defense in the league. Once he came back from his injury, they climbed their way up to number one, and they're now they're one of the best defenses in the like. Come on, dude. Okay. He's a bro. Man, somehow I just feel like it's going to end up being Rudy Gobert. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, that thing don't go to the three people that I have in mind that it should go to. None of them have Rudy nor Gobert in their name. It's, uh, it's either going to be Jared Jackson Jr., Nicholas Claxton, or Bam Adebayo. That, hey, those are my three. Hey, I threw Nick Claxton in there just because he's been having a block party. He's been having 
And I'm gonna give credit to to Coach Pace because he definitely been putting me on to to Nick Classic. I wasn't paying too much attention to him. I I just looked at his stats the other day because like when I watch Nets games, I don't be paying attention to Claxton, bro. <laughs> Yeah, he averaging like twenty and ten, and like since KD even went down. Yeah, I know. But even though he's averaging twenty and ten when KD went down, you got Kyrie dang near averaging like thirty five. So I'm just looking at Kyrie just saucing folks and being pissed at Ben Simmons just standing there. <laughs> I I had Bam. That was my my front runner, Bam. Okay. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they. Yeah, they they went over the numbers. I said, "Ooh, wee. yeah, Bam is Bam is definitely up there." It's just Miami flying under the radar, you know, and so people aren't looking at Miami player statistics and stuff like that. But he he putting together a good season. Yeah, they always do that to Bam. Six man of the year. Russ. Russy. I mean, it makes sense for it to be Russ. Why not? Yeah. Uh, most improved player. Shay. 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 Um. Okay, I didn't pick Shay, and the only reason why I didn't pick Shay is because I know. I mean, we've been seeing what he's been capable of for years. And I actually put down Lori Marketing because I feel like his jump is way bigger than uh, what Shea was. But, like, I feel like Shea getting this award is giving me John Morant vibes last year. Mm. Where it's just, like, you're a great player and we know you're a great player, but now you're just proving it even more so that you're a great player. It's just, like, you're – Literally, Shea just moved from, like, a 7 to an 8. And I'm just talking perspective, but, like, 7 to an 8, where Laurie is more so, like, he went from a 3 to a 7. Nobody would have been talking about Laurie being an all-star. Now he's about to be an all-star reserve. Hey, can I say something in response to uh, Coach Murph's comments? Yeah. Uh, the Bulls organization are a, are a village of idiots. <laughs> That's Literally, they're they're probably like the worst. Um, they just suck at developing players, bro. Yeah. They get all. I mean, they're they're the Lakers of the East. No, I mean, I thought that was the purpose of Billy Donovan, but he needs to go. Uh, DeMar DeRozan needs to go. Just get everybody out of here, man. I'm sick of it. <laughs> everybody got to go. Everybody. Yeah. Now I'm not. I'm not mad at Lori too. He was second for me. So I, if he got the award, I wouldn't be mad at that because he got, he's balling. He's balling. Um, now, so we're gonna switch gears. We're gonna do the same thing on the uh, NFL side of things. Now the season's almost over. Um. <laughs> So MVP, uh, so they actually have a list of people for each category in this one. So uh, NFL MVP, Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Jalen Hurts, or Justin Jefferson. Pat Mahomes. My homie. Pat. Pat, all right. 
overall Pat Mahomes there. Uh, offensive player of the year, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Justin Jefferson, or Tyreek Hill? Jettis. Justin Jefferson. Tyreek. Jettis. What? What did you say? Tyreek. 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 What? Yes, JJ's doing it with Kirk Cousins. <laughs> I got Justin Jefferson too. Uh, defensive Player of the Year: Nick Bosa, Chris Jones, or Micah Parsons. Why? Why did you read the list? I think we're gonna have one coach that's gonna deviate here. Wait, you, no, no, no. He better watch his mouth. <laughs> You already know what I'm going to say. Don't even fix your list to say that. Don't even ask me. All right. Yeah. So, so, Coach Pace, who you got? Man, we got – this is the only person that need to be on the list. Nick, Nick Bosa. That's it. There, there's nobody else on the list. So, Nick Bosa, Coach Murph has Nick Bosa. Who you got, Coach K? You already know who it is. Nick Bosa. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah, hey. dude, Skip Bayless, get out of here, man. That's almost as bad as saying, you know, I think I'd take uh I think I'd take Tony Pollard over Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> oh, oh my god. I would definitely I would definitely I'm not so, making I'm not that a little bit more explosive. So, those that were are were privy to the conversation before the show, for those of you out there, we were we were doing a run through of the itinerary and coach K chose Micah Parsons as his defensive player of the year. And so I, I thought he was going to stick with it, but he switched gears on it. He switched gears. So yeah. Uh, <laughs> comeback player of the year, Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey, Geno Smith. Saquon. Uh, I'm going to have yeah. to say they said that yeah. man was washed, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm going. Washed. I'm going. Geno lost. Yeah, bro. They they lost wrote they wrote him off, and he ain't right yeah, back, bro. Yeah. What you talking about? Yeah, Pete. Listen, Geno was never in the right situation. Everybody knew Geno was talented. He said in one of his interviews. He said, "Y'all must have never seen me throw the. No, we've seen you throw the ball before. We just didn't know you can make." Reads, that's it. <laughs> talented dude. Like, no, it ain't our fault. You did nine years of not being able to read reads. You know, all of a sudden, you came and Pete Carroll resurrected your career. That's a good organization, and it just shows that Russ stinks. Anyway, <laughs> um, Saquon, they told that man he was cooked, chopped liver. Mm-hmm. On top of dealing with Daniel Jones. I, okay. Daniel Jones. <laughs> that's, that's a good point. Daniel freaking Jones. <laughs> Tell us There's you. nothing else I need to say after that. Hey, he, he, he played good against the Vikings. <laughs> 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 When the last time the Vikings played defense? Us <laughs> four, we could be listen, I could be running back, y'all could be receivers, and we might throw 30 on them right now. Right now. Right now. With Daniel Jones as the quarterback. Oh man. Daniel Jones. 
The only thing that's going against Gino here, I think it's, I think I'm having an issue with the language of the award. So in yeah, order, like what did he come back from? Right. In order to come back, you must have been there at some point. He came back from being ass. That's the, all. That's all there is to it. Like, if we really go get down to the nitty gritty, everybody thought he was ass, and he thought he came back. Like, no, he he just wasn't a good quarterback till he got to Pete Carroll. So my head, my head's going with Saquon Barkley. My heart is going with Geno Smith because I love seeing good story like that. I love to see a brother ball out that people wrote off and and just to see him get a good situation. So if he did win the award, I I'm not gonna be mad, but. Mm-hmm. By definition of the award, I think Saquon should get it. Yeah, and, like, I don't even know why McCaffrey was even in the discussion because I feel like he's never had, like, a, a bum saying he's just in a better situation. But yeah, he's just been injured the past couple of years. Like, you know. Yeah. All right, Coach of the Year, Brian Daybow for the New York Giants, Dougie P for Jacksonville, or Kyle Shanahan at San Francisco? Daybow, Daniel Jones, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, as much as I wanted to go uh, with Dougie P, this is one of the things that me and uh, Coach Pace discussed, um, and then he told me why he he took Dayball um, in more detail instead of just saying Daniel Jones. But originally, I was going to do uh, actually originally I was going to do Kyle Shanahan going through three different quarterbacks in one season. Um, and not missing the beat, finishing second in the NFC is huge. Uh, but then I thought about it, and I was like, yeah, that's big, but your division was trash. Um, that's pretty much what to say about that. Doug Peterson, his first years with the Jags, didn't really expect much out of, out of them, but you do have the number one quarterback in his draft class on top of your only competition being Ryan Tannehill. And then you got Dayball. Didn't expect anything out of them. Said that uh, Saquon was washed. Nobody had any expectations of Daniel Jones. And you made the playoffs in the best division in the league this year. Yeah. Coach Pace, did you want to go more into detail about picking Brian Dayball? I mean – I mean, Coach Coach Murph said it best. I think the big thing also is look what happened with Josh Allen when Brian Dayball left as well. Polar opposite situations because we were talking about Mahomes versus Josh Allen. And now it's like, all right, is Josh Allen really – he's talented enough. But, like, is he really good enough to even be in the mention with the same likes of Mahomes and Joe Burrow as of right now? Because last time I checked, he led the league in picks. Um, They look completely a shell of themselves of what they looked like last year. Meanwhile, Daniel Jones looked like he's a competent quarterback. Saquon had a resurrection. Darius Slayton had a second coming of himself. They even got Kenny Lazy behind Galladay a touchdown at some point this year. <laughs> Okay, and then the defense looks stout, yeah, and they're minimal on their turnovers. Like Daniel Jones had what five picks this year? Granted, he only had fifteen touchdowns, but listen, that's a good ratio still. I three to one ratio. I got a game manager. My defense is probably top five in the league. They don't give up more than twenty points. So if we 
can keep it within 20 points, we usually have a chance to win in the best division in football. I like, yeah, that coach is doing doing it for me, especially in his first year. Mm-hmm. Coach K? Uh, I went with Shanahan. <clears throat> that makes sense. I mean, it's this one was tough for me because – I, I I see the three different quarterbacks in one season. Um, yeah, you acquired Christian McCaffrey, but that transition was very seamless. Um, they The 49ers were littered with injuries throughout the season, and they were still able to hold it down. So I get that. Um, Dougie P, man, like no one had a lot of expectations for the Jaguars too, coming, coming off of urban Myers catastrophe job coaching job. Um, and they actually won a playoff game, which is wild. And, and the way that they did it and stuff like that. So I think there's a bright future there. Um, which I think, I think Dougie P probably proved a, a lot and maybe proved the most perhaps because I think he's showing people like, Nah, this Philly thing that I did, yeah, yeah, that that's that had a lot to do with me. So that was good, but I'm going with Brian Dable because of what you all said uh, with that division um, and getting to the playoffs and getting the game. Uh, the Vikings, yeah, were probably the worst good team in the NFL, uh, but they still put up over 30 points in that game. And you somehow outscored them with Daniel Jones as your quarterback. So like that's, you know, I, I gotta, I gotta give it to him, Brian Dayball. Listen, I wasn't gonna mention it, but since you brought up, you know, Dougie and and Philly, oh my gosh, the way this looks on Carson Wentz's career. Yes. <laughs> you get the, you do well enough to get the team in playoff contention. You get knocked out. Uh, Nick Foles takes the team through the whole playoffs, win a Super Bowl. Two years later, they draft your backup that ends up ultimately replacing you, knocking on the door, and or he's knocking on the door of reaching the Super Bowl also before you. Then you got Dougie P that leaves, comes back in the league to the Jags, one of the worst teams in the league, Get them to the playoffs. Get them a playoff win. You've been in the playoffs twice. Like, actually played in the playoffs, I think, twice. Maybe once. And then it was that law. But, of course, he lost. But since you left Philly, you haven't made the playoffs. And it was ultimately your fault. Yeah. Yeah, this was really bad. Carson Woods, for sure. Man, he might be the biggest bust ever, bro. You got to stretch Marcus Russell off. You got you got Carson Wentz now. Oh man! So uh, assistant coach of the year, uh, Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for Detroit. D'Amico Ryan's defensive coordinator for San Fran, and I'm gonna butcher his last name, but Shane Steichen, uh, offensive coordinator for the Eagles. Oh boy! Being D'Amico, I do. I really wanted to pick Detroit's coordinator because he. I don't know what what he got them boys doing over there, but my goodness, they look like they look. Ooh, sweet. But yeah, I'm gonna go D'Amico just because he. Yeah, yeah, it speaks for itself. Shane, boy, Shane Steichen. Um, I do believe that D'Amico Ryan's 
deserves it the most. The only reason why I think Shane will win it is because uh, outside of Philly's offense being so good, um, to have Coach of the Year and not have Nick Sirianni in it, um, knowing that Jalen Hurts isn't going to be the MVP, they're going to have Philly walk out with something. And I think that's the, the only – that's what they have to do. Or that's what they're going to do and, and give it to Shane. Y'all about to walk out with a Super Bowl. Don't nobody care about them awards. <laughs> but that's regular that's regular season stuff. You know, they they're gonna have to they're gonna cater to Philly a little bit because of how how the year went. It's just like because people were in an uproar about Nick Sariani not being a, a a finalist. Um when you're picking three, I don't necessarily agree with Sariani being in it. I wouldn't take any of those guys off and put Sariani in. Um, if you did five, okay, but three, no. I mean, he, even though it's his first year coaching the team, the team is stacked. And you really had no, like, adversity this year. The only question they had was, is hers going to be better? Yeah, true, true. Uh, next is uh, Offensive Rookie of the Year. So you got Brock Purdy, Kenneth Walker the third, or Garrett Wilson? Garrett Wilson. Hands down. Okay. Garrett. Garrett, all right. Uh, defensive Rookie of the Year, Tyreek Woolen. Uh, so Wait, did everybody pick Garrett? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh. Uh, so what about uh, defensive rookie of the year? Uh, you got sauce. Oh, huh? sauce, man. It don't matter who you say. It's sauce, baby. That's fair. That's fair. I'm not mad at that. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the – I will do this quickly. Divisional round reactions. Our um, resident cowboy fan, Coach K, is here with, to get something off of his chest about the Dallas Cowboys loss. The floor is yours. I'm going to put myself on mute. <laughs> I just want to read some stats off real quick. <laughs> 23 of 37, 206 yards, one touchdown, and two interceptions. And on top of that, in 12 (laughs) – on top of that, he did in 12 games what the worst – what the quarterback of the worst team this year did in 15 games, which he threw 15 interceptions this year. I don't – get his ass out of here, man. (laughs) Sick of him. I'm sick of Mike McCarthy. I'm sick of Kellen Moore. I'm sick of uh, I'm sick of Zeke. About near sick of everybody. <laughs> it just I don't know. I'm like what? Like I keep watching the game, thinking like he's not going to get outplayed by uh by a rookie QB. No, I I would I would I would very much take Brock Purdy any day over Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott has been here for seven years and and has not done anything. Um, and I. 
I'm just I don't even know what to say anymore because I'm watching like I'm watching like the last drive and I think the last drive of of the game was probably one of the most pathetic things that I've ever (laughs) one of the most (laughs) I hate you guys Um, one of the most pathetic things that I've ever seen the fact that he almost got sacked for a safety Trying to, trying to pull some kind of Aaron Rodgers spin move. And threw the ball away. The point and threw the ball away. <laughs> that, that plus, like. Uh, <laughs> he should have had a third interception. The dude dropped it. <laughs> that would have been. Having said that, throwing an interception in the red zone. Maybe. <laughs> I don't, I don't, and I don't, I don't get the play calling either. Like you only need to go two yards, mm-hmm. and you have Dak throw the ball, and he throws an interception when you could have either, you could have either kicked for a field goal. You know, if if you can't, just just run the damn ball. Yeah, that's all you gotta do. Oh, good. Hey, kitty, I'm stressed, bro. He's stressed. <laughs> I ain't hey, guess what? I ain't. I ain't. I ain't never laughed so hard, dude. Oh <laughs> man. Oh my stomach hurt. I kind of <laughs> Hey Coach Pace put in our chat. How about them cowboys? <laughs> you, so as I was I didn't like Ben Simmons, incapable of prosperity. <laughs> it's funny, like as I I was as I was watching. It was over and I was comprehending everything. This is everything that I saw. It looked like it was Dak Prescott versus Cooper Rush. You know, somebody that's going to sit there and play within the system and not make mistakes. Uh, so I felt like that exposed the dynamic between the two. Zeke got exposed once Pollard got put down of just like, you're not that guy anymore. And we already knew that, but like it was atrocious that game. Because of um, the last play of the game. <laughs> and then, <laughs> yeah, and that just solidified it. Like him getting stuff, bro. That one play that he just, there was this one play. I think it was like, I want to say it was like third and one, maybe fourth and one. And they went for it and handed to Zeke. And he got the first. But he literally got that by mistake. He was supposed to get stuff. And I think he kind of like stumbled himself and then just happened to fall into a whole pass of first down. I wish I remember exactly when it happened. But as that happened, I was like, bro, he was supposed to fall in the back. He messed up into getting the first down, which was crazy. But like it was the most Dallas game ever. You got the drop pick by Diggs. You got the Dak turnovers. You got Zeke's steady decline since his rookie year then you got Mike McCarthy's bad clock management with the punt like I'm just like what are y'all doing out there and the, and the Niners were just who we who they've always been we're not gonna beat ourselves man hey kudos to the defense though the the, the defense played good for the for most of the game so it was really just the one big play to kill yeah. the game open for them but Outside of that, yeah, where he bobbled the catch and finally caught it. Yeah, the Cowboys yeah. played well enough, but I, and, and then start getting the start getting the penalties. Yeah, and I don't blame them at all. They was tired. 
They yeah. kept getting put on the field because that's when they get a ball up. <laughs> I'm like, dude, bro, I'm tired. I'm tired. Man. You hey, get out here and, and play. I wonder if Brett Maher was like, hey, you going to stop throwing picks? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. No, that's a good point, Coach Pace, because – Keep that same energy, man. He, that, he missed that extra – he got the extra point blocked and everything. Dak over there showing him up and everything because he mad, like, make the kick. Like, bro, well, stop turning the ball over. That, like, yeah. He was frustrated. He was over here frustrated, like, oh, now I got to save this team again. Like, you never saved us. <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, look, come on, man. So <laughs> – that might be Zeke's last play in a Cowboys uniform, and he gets. I hope it is. I hope it's. I hope it's uh, the last play for multiple for uh, for a lot of the offensive players on that team, especially Jack and Zeke. Oh man, that was that was wild. But yeah, we're we have we have part in time to go more in depth about the Cowboys as things progress because you know they stay in the in the news. But yeah. <laughs> any reactions uh, from uh, from Buffalo? Man. Yup. Oh man. Um, Allen and them Bills—they hit their ceiling. They hit their ceiling. They—they're not going to get better than this. Um, <clears throat> Allen is not that guy. Nope. He is not that guy. Um, and the the way I look at it, because I I didn't even need this game to solidify my thoughts. Because remember the the round before that, he almost lost to Skylar Thompson. So I'm looking at the, you know, the teams that were out in the ASC and that made the playoffs. And if you think about it, if everybody's healthy, like I believe if Tua played, the Bills would have lost just based off of what Skyler did. So now if you look at everybody in the ASC, I believe that they would have lost to whoever they played except for the Jags and the Chargers. And the Jags might be a toss-up. But Ravens, you got – Lamar Jackson plays, you're losing that game. Dolphins, they got Tua, you're losing that game. You got by the, the Bengals. You're not going to beat the Chiefs. I don't believe in Justin Herbert. And the Jags got a that's a that's a toss-up. Everybody else, you're getting spanked. Yeah. Yeah, J- Josh Allen really um, – you know – after the season's over, just as a little preview, we're going to do our uh, NFL QB tiers list. Uh, and so let's just say that that affected. <laughs> uh, and Josh Allen lost to the Jaguars last year under Urban Meyer leadership. So he he definitely might have lost under Dougie P's leadership if they played each other. Um, but, yeah, that was a pedestrian performance, to say the least. He turned the ball over. Um I, I understand why Diggs was upset. Um, I probably wouldn't have done it publicly, but I understand why he feels the way he, he feels. Like, the Bengals' defense is good, but it's like when the weather is, it is the way it is, like the offense should have the advantage, right, because the defense doesn't know where the offense is going. So if the field is a little slick and you can't get the traction you want to, that favors the offense. And you still couldn't get nobody the ball. You could do nothing. They didn't, they didn't even, their running game was non-existent, including Josh Allen's running game. So, yeah, Josh Allen isn't fully to blame, but there is a big piece of the blame pie that sits at his table. So, yeah, any other thoughts about Buffalo? 
I was just what a tremendous fall off from last year. Like I thought, because they were doing the whole thing, you know, coming into the year, and then just to see what happened, it's just a travesty. Not only for uh, Bills fans, but also for my pocketbook. Hey man, listen, Josh. Hey, I knew something was in the air when I seen somebody say earlier this week. Y'all think Josh Allen is better than Pete Cam Newton, and I almost slapped somebody. <laughs> okay, listen, Josh Allen. Hey man, he revealed his true stripes. All he is is one. Of, he's like a bigger version of Brett Favre. Yeah, just sad. Just sad. All right, we're, we're going to move on to the uh, conference championship rounds. I can't tell y'all enough how excited I am for Sunday's games. These are two outstanding matchups. Um, you don't always get this every year. And for those of you that are football fans will definitely understand that. But Coach Murph, as our resident Eagles fan, we'll go ahead and and, and leave it up to you to kind of dissect what you expect to see Eagles Niners on Sunday. I expect a soul beating. <laughs> I expect to take them back to the woodshed. And they're they gonna have to they're gonna have to cut the program off. This is the thing. You got you're playing at the league. You got these San Francisco boys coming coming to Philadelphia in January. You got this rookie quarterback coming in that hostile environment. He's been playing at home. This is the the reason why I picked Dallas to win last week is because he hasn't played a defense like that since he started. Um, and you saw those struggles. But what saved him was that Dak is a turnover waiting to happen. Mm. Jalen don't play like that. So uh, you got you're facing a better quarterback, a better defense. Their defense is playing the best offensive line in the league. But granted, they're the best defense in the league. But we're number two. And Hurts isn't no rookie. Number two, three in the MVP voting race. Like the we about to get busy. So I want us to win that coin toss, take ball first, and just go ahead and put the pressure on the boy. Because all you got to do is just you got to cancel the run for them and just, like, Purdy, you got to beat us. And our team got about – we got 70 sacks this year, four of them getting double-digit sacks. We're going to get that pressure on them. So uh, he, he's going against the most complete team in the NFL. There it is. You heard it. Philly, here. we up now. Super Bowl, here we come. All right. Coach Pace, what are your thoughts? I got Philly winning the Super Bowl. Um, I don't really care what happens this weekend. Um, my pick has changed within the last like six hours um because the Cincinnati mayor absolutely lost his ever loving mind. Yes. By saying Pat Mahomes, well, Joe Burrow is Pat Mahomes' daddy on social. <laughs> Now, Eli Burrow head, all that. Listen, hey, that's fine. The players gotta gotta see the players on the field. All that talking, but guess what? Ah, players gotta see players. Well, nobody really worried about it. Soon as that came out, listen, man, 
it's a whole lot of people talking off the field that ain't got to see the people that's on the field. It's a it's a different monster, man. You can't, especially when you're talking about Pat Mahomes. Like, yeah, y'all done beat him three times in a row, but it wasn't like y'all smacked him three times in a row. He is that guy. He is the best player in football. Second best. Aaron Donald's the best. But we ain't going to get into all that right now. Listen, I'm, I ain't got no objectivity. Listen, all I'm saying is I don't see Cincinnati making the pass this weekend. Philly about to walk over these boys because I don't trust Brock Purdy in the cold. But I think Philly about to uh, win the Super Bowl just because Joe Burrow ain't going to make it to the Super Bowl. Coach K. Okay. My biggest question about who was going to uh, – <clears throat> about Philly was how Jalen was doing. But, I mean, after after the beating they put on the Giants, um, I think the the game's either going to be ugly or it's going to be really ugly. I'm, I'm more on the side of it's probably going to be really ugly. So, uh, Philly, it'll probably be like – Mm, 31 to I'll give him 13. Wow. That is a big one. Yeah. And then uh if my if I had a feeling like Mahomes was gonna be a hundred percent, I would go with the Chiefs, but I don't know, something tells me that uh since he's gonna win it. Gotcha. Uh, Coach Murph, uh, go ahead and pick uh, and talk about the uh, Chiefs Bengals game real quick. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. Uh, I'm all the way up until you know, pretty much. I don't know. Yesterday, I was thinking Bengals, 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 but and it was mainly because of the Pat Mahomes injury. But you know, you. You get spanked so many times, man. You're going to want to get your lick back. And this is this is the this is the time you punch back. I mean, I can, you know, watching the new height episode, that's the podcast with uh Jason and Travis Kelsey seeing the look on Travis Kelsey's face talking about the Bengals and mentioning how they're calling their burrow head and stuff like that, he looked like, you know, he was pissed off. And I can only imagine how, you know, Pat Mahomes is feeling, Andy Reid is feeling. Um, you know, Bengals rightfully so uh, represent uh, represented the AFC last year um, and been showing that they're one of the best teams um, in the AFC this year and an actual threat to the Chiefs. But I think I think Pat Mahone does his thing. And um their running game is a lot better this year. So I think they'll do a good job with, you know, laboring that that high ankle sprain and um, you know, cooking in the run game. Okay. So I'm gonna go ahead, I'm gonna say a few things and I want y'all to react to them if you have a strong opinion one way or another. Uh so Niners Eagles. I I don't I don't anticipate it being a soul beating, but I do have Philly winning that game. Uh, they are the more complete team. Um, I think 
the 49ers have the better head coach. So when schemes come into play, I think that'll help keep the game tighter than what people may be anticipating. But at, at the end of the day, um, I think Philly's going to take that one. Uh, so I don't have too much to say to say about that one. I will say, because the everyone was talking about the pressure put on Jalen Hurts coming into this season, which there was, there was. But I think he's more than proven people wrong. Like, he's a, he's a MVP candidate. He's 15-1 as a starter. He won the playoff game last, last week. And the reason why he didn't win two playoff games is because he got them to a point where they didn't have to play the first one. So I think he's, 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 he's going to be – I think some of that, that weight has been lifted. I would say the quarterback with – between the two, the quarterback with the most pressure is Brock Purdy. Now, a lot of people say, well, he's a rookie. Nobody expected him to be in that position. That is true. And if he loses, will some people say, oh, well, he's a rookie? Yes, they will. I'm looking long-term here because Brock Purdy is the only one out of the four quarterbacks left that – may not have a job next year as a starting quarterback. If Hurts loses, he's still going to be the starting quarterback. If Mahomes loses, he's still going to be the starting quarterback. If Joe Burrow loses, he's still going to be the starting quarterback. So I think Purdy's playing for his career trajectory. Because if, if, if he gets a Super Bowl ring, how can you as a 49ers organization put somebody else at quarterback now? Kids are like, well, he just won us the Super Bowl. Like, we got to kind of stick with him. Maybe we'll move Trey Lance or something like that and get something for him, and we'll just have Jimmy and Purdy uh, and everything like that. So he's the only one playing for a job. So I think that's that's going to be the biggest pressure is because this could literally change his career trajectory. To that, what do you all say? Um. Uh... I don't think it matters what happens this game. I think that if anything, they're, they'll move Jimmy G um, and get that money out of there and then roll with um, Purdy and Lance since Lance still hasn't got like the ample opportunity due to injury. But when we're talking about pressure, because you know, that's the biggest thing that people have been, been talking about this week. I don't put the pressure on the players. I think Hurts proven, like you said, that he he is that guy. He's here. I think Curdy being a rookie, doing what he is, either way, they're going to give him that that go ahead losing to Philly, especially on the road. It's just like, hey, you're a rookie, never seen this before. I put the pressure on Kyle Shanahan. You mentioned that you he's the better coach. It's Nick Sirianni's first year, mind you. You know that Kyle Shanahan was in the Super Bowl before with Atlanta and blew it. And then now you keep making it with the 49ers and blowing it. How many times are we going to blame the quarterback? That's a good point. So I feel as though pressure is anywhere. Kyle Shanahan is the one with the pressure on him. Any other thoughts about that? Um, it would be interesting to see, like, if they're if I don't know, like, now that he, I mean, now that he's actually been up a, a you know, a decent defense and uh, against Dallas, I actually thought he did fairly well, especially like moving around and extending plays. But 
Um, we'll see if he can do that back to back. I just <clears throat> and I think part of me just has that bias. And like, I understand what you're talking about. Just like the having that he's actually playing for, you know, a spot. I mean, literally like playing for his job next year um, or like a starting QB position. But I don't know. I guess I still. I, I don't know if that that. Um, I don't know. I mean, when it all comes down to it, like, I feel like Shanahan drops the ball a lot. So, I mean, when he gets put in these kind of positions and, like, important games, big games, um, and, like, that plus, like, Brock Purdy still, I mean, just being a rookie, I think that, you know, I think it's going to get to him. So that's what I'm banking on. Coach Space, did you want to add anything? Nope. I'm good, man. Listen, I, I I don't really care for the Philly game. Well, I just think it's going to be a hard-hitting game. Like, if it's close, it's really going to be a hard-hitting game. That's all. They, they hit different, those two teams. Yeah, both teams hit different. I don't – listen, CTE is going to be very, very prevalent in that game. Man. So, my my, my last point will be for the, the Chiefs-Bengals uh, game. So, with all the trash talking that's going around, first of all, if you're Willie Gay and somebody asks you, like, about and you go, like, oh, I'm, I, don't, I don't do all that talking, but then the very next question, you trash talk by saying nothing. What do you, you like best about the Bengals offense? And you say nothing. That's, that's saying something. That's saying something, that you don't respect any of their offense. So, that's trash talking. So, you just contradicted yourself. Mm-hmm. As the loser of three straight games to this team, you are 0-3 against this team, you don't really have the space to trash talk at all, right? They're already disrespecting you and giving you the quote-unquote bulletin board material. So you got two bears, right? You got Patrick and you got you got Joe Burrow. They're being, you know, and, and Patrick's being poked here. That, that Why would you poke the other bear? Why would you do that? Knowing how how Joe Burrow rose, why would you even do that? Why would you give him anything extra to listen to? So, but I think if you're Kansas City, you're playing for pride because everybody keeps saying this is a rivalry. I don't see it that way because only one team's won. The Chiefs haven't beat them. How could it be a rivalry and you zero and three against them? Ask the Golden State Warriors if they feel that the Memphis Grizzlies are their rival. I ain't gonna lie to you. If I'm if I'm the Chiefs defense, I'm we full blown bounty gate. That's it. That's all there is to it. Full blown bounty gate. I am not playing with nobody. Listen, I'm going Ryan Clark on everybody. Don't come near me unless you want to make sure you in. The, unless you're ready to go to the locker room, <laughs> that's the only place you leave him. That that's it. If I'm going to the locker room, you're going to the hospital. If I'm going to the hospital, you're going to the cemetery. That's all there is to it. I, they, you can't be listen. Nah, man, we not roll like that. They be talking a little too greasy for me. I listen. That's how I look at it. If if I'm going out, you coming with me? Ain't no nothing. No. And if you're the Chiefs defense, you're the weak link out of all of this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like you're the weak link on either side of the ball for both teams. You are the worst unit out of offense defense for both teams. Like so. Now nah, you gotta play. So if you want Willie Gay, if you're gonna talk like that, 
you better back it up because they already called your home their home and named it Burrowhead. They're like, and and so it's like, why make this any harder on your quarterback, right? Who's already going, not going to be a hundred percent. Now, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you got a lot to lose in this game. And I say that because right now you're kind of in a tier by yourself. If Burrow beats you again and gets to another Super Bowl, now all of a sudden people are going to put Burrow on your level. You can't let that happen if you're Patrick Mahomes. And everybody will say, well, Patrick got the hardware, he got the MVP, he got the Super Bowl uh, ring and the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah, because, but Burrow wasn't there at the time. So you didn't you didn't have to go through him to get it. So they could just easily just say like, well, Burrow wasn't part of the equation, so you was able to make it through the AFC. But as soon as Burrow got there and was able to play a full healthy season, you have been able to beat him. So if you're Patrick Mahomes, you are, you are, um, you're looking at legacy type of of games. Now all these things are legacy building games. So you could say the AFC championship game should be called the Kansas City Invitational. But you, Kansas City keeps losing at the Kansas City Invitational. So who, who's really who's who's really a favor, favor here? Um, so yeah, if you're Patrick Mahomes, you gotta win this game. I think they have to lean on Isaiah Pacheco a little bit more uh, because they're not as a dynamic team without Tyreek Hill, but they do have more balance because their running game is much better than it was last year. And if you want to keep Burrow on on the bench then you got to be able to use some clock too and methodically put together some drives, minimize Burrow's impact, help your defense out. Um, and then ultimately you don't want Mahomes taking too many steps as he drops back. Uh, Cause he has to put the pressure on his ankle to be able to throw the ball. Right. So if you're doing quick step drops and you're throwing the ball to McKinnon, you're handing the ball to Pacheco, you're doing uh, quick passes to Kelsey and stuff like that. Yeah. It's going to, Patrick's going to be more healthy as the game progresses because come fourth quarter, that ankle going to feel a little different than at the start of the game. Even if he does take a shot, because you're only allowed to take one. So if he takes the beginning of the game, it's going to wear off by the time the fourth quarter rolls around. So you need to keep him as upright and fresh as possible. So any reactions on that? Yeah, I, my biggest thing out of everything you said is that Patrick Mahone just, he has to win this game. And the way I look at it, it's not that you would just be 4-0 against Burrow. Um, yeah, you won a Super Bowl. Yeah, you won an MVP. But now let's look at your resume. You, you would be 4-0 against Burrow. And you, and you would be 0-2 against Brady in the playoffs. So these people that are considered the best, who's supposed to be your predecessors, that there's no dubs when it matters. Mm. Brady beat you in the Super Bowl. Great, granted, that defense just crushed your old line, but it happened. Right. Uh, and then also when he was with the Patriots, he did it. So now we, we're just going to have to – it's going to be the same thing as we're going to have to dissect you a little more. It's the same thing with Aaron Rodgers. How, yeah, he's a great talent. And then you're like, oh, he got a Super Bowl. Then you start looking into how he got a Super Bowl. Like, yeah, luck happens for everybody to get there. But, you know, the greater you are, the more we have to look into that when we start having these conversations. And it's just like, okay, who did you really beat to get here? Yeah. 
Yeah. We started splitting hairs. We started dissecting and unpacking everything and, and nitpicking. Because when you're talking about greatness, you got to, and you're comparing them, you got to find a way to separate. You know, <clears throat> I mean, you know, I think when it comes down to it, too, uh, Mahomes isn't going to be able to do it himself. Uh, I mean, you want to need offensive players to step up as well as the defense has to play well, too. And I don't see them stopping uh, Burrow. I feel like Burrow's going to have enough time to do what he needs to do to pick apart the defense, make the throws he needs to make. And so with that, that's why I'm saying, like, Cincinnati's going to pull this one out. But, I mean, I could, I could be wrong. Like, they might have enough motivation to go in and get the job done, but. And then he got Jamar Chase all upset and everything. Willie Gay did once the word got back to him. So you going you gonna make Burl and Chase mad? Like, oh come on, man. Yeah. You gotta be smarter than that. You gotta be smarter than that. So I'm going to I'm gonna try some reverse psychology because I want the Chiefs to win. But I'm gonna pick the Bengals and I got my fingers crossed. Hopefully, that's gonna reduce some reverse psychology on the universe, so the Chiefs win. Because that's one. Because every time I pick Patrick Mahomes to win at this stage, he loses. So, there. Yeah. Either way, whoever comes out of that, <clears throat> whoever comes out of the AFC is winning the Super Bowl. Oh, we're gonna have to talk about that during the next. Excuse me. Excuse me. Wait, 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 wait. The AS, whoever comes up AS, he's gonna win it all. You gotta yeah. watch your mouth, man. He just saw it because the Cowboys love. So now he don't want nobody in the NFC to, to win. <laughs> man, don't get mad at us because you doo-doo. <laughs> Kenny, you should want the San Francisco 49ers to win the Super Bowl. That way it's no, lost to the Super Bowl champion. No, nah, it ain't that. It don't matter because no, no, no. whoever. They've caused me the 49ers has has like caused me so much grief over the past two years. I'm sick of them. I'm done with them. Oh listen, bro. Philly make it. We taking it. Listen, man. I got Philly. I got Philly winning as long as they don't play Joe Burrow. That's how I look at it. Because it I look at it like this. Joe Burrow is one of them guys you just you can hit him. You he can you literally we just did it last year. Bro, he got sacked eight times, seven, eight times. That's how many times he's gonna get sacked against Philly. And somehow yeah. still had a chance to but, win. But but who was he playing? The Super Bowl champions at the time. Rams. No, I thought you were talking about the the him getting beat to hell against Ryan Tannehill and the Titans in the playoffs when he was No, beat. I'm talking about the Rams. He got sacked like we sacked him like seven, eight times, and he still got back up. I don't know how. Matthew Stafford, really? He wasn't, wasn't that bad lad, in the Super Bowl. He, actually, yeah, he was. He wasn't that bad, but we're we're talking about a, a defense that yeah they got through, but it was mainly it was Aaron Donald doing that. We're talking about four pass rushers that's coming out every single angle, and then at the time, like. Right now, he's missing three of his starting linemen. I know. I'm saying they they still going to get seven or eight sacks. But the thing and, is, he's still going to get up. Yeah, he's going to get up, but I'm just, I'm just saying. Uh, he's still going to get he up. Can, he can get abused, but, like, because you're comparing it to the rounds, but it was Aaron, Aaron Donald 
and your secondary was skeptical because you had your boy Ramsey out there with his ass all out on the ground with, with Jamar Chase just cooking him. But we got Darius Slay, we got Bradbury, Maddox is coming back uh, this week. That front four is just nasty. Like, and then going against a bunch of backups, and we got we got two and others that we can rotate in that Linval in them. Like, we, we ain't getting tired. We didn't we get getting tired. It don't matter how many times he get up. <laughs> Hertz is gonna be up too. Like, what are we talking about here? Man, listen. That's like hurt. Hurt is some scrub. In objectivity, because it just listen. Seemed- all I'm saying is this: whoever comes out the AFC, Philly, Philly winning this game against the 49ers, Philly is taking it home. We're the most complete team in the league with an MVP caliber quarterback. Yes, I would rather play the Chiefs than the Bengals because I feel like the Bengals will play us better because of Burrow, but the result will be the same. And plus, I would prefer to have the Chiefs, honestly, just because if Philly wins the Super Bowl, Jason Kelsey's going to retire. So I think it would be dope for him to play against his brother uh, in the Super Bowl. And plus, it will be like the Andy Reid Bowl because Andy was also the coach for Philly. So I feel like that would just be a whole dope thing. They gonna blow the chief. They gonna blow the Chiefs out. I'd rather see a good game. That's how I look at. It. No, I, I like the story. I like the story. 38-21 game. Like, what do I care for that for? You don't think Mahomes is gonna put up numbers? No, he gonna, get, he gonna get his face beat in like they did him against uh Tampa Bay. And Burrow ain't. Burrow gonna get up. That's the only difference. Mahomes gonna get up. Patrick Mahomes just came came back. Came back, he got up, came back from a high ankle sprain and still threw a dot. You know what I mean? Oh, and I, I meant to say this about the, the Chiefs. Um the Chiefs Jags game. It, it's it's a saying that uh Coach Pace, you know, said a lot back in college. And that's Henny Things Possible. Shout out to Chad Henny. That's I mean, if it wasn't for him, they wouldn't have been there. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for tuning in. <laughs> Anything's hey. possible, baby. Henny was better than that. That's what's crazy. <laughs> hey, Henny was dope. better than that. <laughs> I should have had him on your side. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I actually did want to – I did want Cooper Rush to come in at one point. Oh, yeah. he was desperate. Yeah, you he probably would have not. He Cooper Rush probably would have won that game too because he ain't gonna turn the ball over. Oh, well, I mean, he did against Philly, so actually, he probably would have. It would just be like, at least it would have made more sense. It's just like, okay, I understand why you did that. Like Jack oh, was just like trash. Why he can't throw the ball. Over him. He he literally can't throw the ball. Hey, it, was, it was pretty brutal to watch that. It's our franchise quarterback, man. Relax. <laughs> I can't relax because he's my franchise quarterback. <laughs> Listen, I got Stafford and Baker. That's not much better. <laughs> I mean, one of them is a Super Bowl champion. Yeah. Yeah, and on his literal deathbed right now because he can't stay healthy. He didn't got his 
He didn't got all his bones broken, pretty much. I'll take Stafford. No, you don't. <laughs> you, you know what? That's because you expect him to be bad. You expect him to throw picks. That's why. Everybody says Dak. Seven, seven years of doing it. I mean, what? Yeah. No, so, no, no. I mean, Everybody has the, like, no, Dak doesn't turn the ball over. That, no, that's I, I know that's that. Stafford that. is going to throw you some picks. If Stafford ain't going to want to do one thing, he's going to throw you some touchdowns, but he's going to throw you even more picks. Oh. <laughs> uh. Well, we're about ready to close the show, but we're going to move into our last segment called Bet. Coach Pace and Coach Murph are going to pick their bets for this weekend, and then I'm going to pick which one I think may be best. And we're trying to keep a tally here uh, from week to week. So what y'all got for us this week? All right, man. Score update, both me and uh, Coach Pace missed last week um, because – uh, that Dallas defense shut down Christian McCaffrey. He didn't get his 67 yards. But Boston Scott did get that tub. Like I said, Giant Slayer. I was calling everybody up. You flexing. <laughs> but uh, this week, I just did a single game parlay for my boys in honor for my boys. So I got Jalen Hurst throwing two touchdown passes, A.J. Brown any time TD, and Gainswell getting over 20 yards rushing. Uh, Gameswell ran for, what, like 117, 112 yards last week mm-hmm. against the Giants. The way that the Niners, like we said, it's going to be a hard-hitting game. So they're going to rotate Boston Scott, uh, you know, Kenneth Gameswell and Sanders frequently. Um, and then I don't know if y'all been keeping up with, like, you know, what's going on in Philly and them getting that clip of, A.J. Brown on the bench in his interviews, but him not getting his targets. So Nick Sirianni's going to make sure he gets fed, and I think he'll he'll end up with a TD at any point in the game. That's fair. Coach Pace, what you got? Um, Coach Murph, could you tell me my three again, sir? Because I shared them with you. I just forgot, like, off the top of my head. Uh, actually, I pulled it up now. All right, so I got – well, first of all, I got Philly winning. Mm-hmm. And you know what? If I'm betting my hard-earned money, you guys, um, I'm a bet on Cincinnati. Um, if I'm betting my hard-earned money. But, you know, my heart tells me to go with the Chiefs. But that's neither here nor there. If I'm betting, I would bet the money line on Cincinnati just because – it's something about Joe Burrow. I don't know what it is, but I, I trust him with my life at this point. Uh, <laughs> and then I got uh, with the Chiefs. I know Jamar Chase is definitely going to get his targets and stuff like that. Um, but I think they're going to shift a lot of coverage to Jamar Chase. And the one thing I say is we haven't seen a T. Higgins sighting in a while. Mm, true. So it's going to be around that time in the next, like, I would say this would be a game. Um him and Tyler Boyd, because they're probably going to focus. Hayden Hurst just scored last week. He probably – think he had, like, five or six catches for, like, 80, 90 yards last week in the touchdown. Um, and Chase scored two last week. So, um, I think they're going to shift a lot of coverage to those two in particular. Um, and Mixon just came off 100 yards. So, you know, that's not boding well. And everybody forgets about that tall, lanky guy on the left – on the other side 
T. Higgins. So I think he's going to catch a lot of single single coverage, um, and he's going to put on a field day. So I have him getting an anytime touchdown. Trust the process. Dang. All right, so whose tickets would y'all rather take? I would rather take yours because yours is safe. I I was thinking the same thing because of there's not the money lines on it. So regardless mm-hmm. of who's win, who wins, like I think those players will get stats, the stats. So I, I'll go with Coach Murph this week. But I I I like both of your your tickets though. Shout out to Higgins. Don't prove me wrong, buddy. Yeah, I got on one of my uh, tickets a, a T Higgins touchdown. So I definitely feel as though that he is an afterthought to defenses. So there it is. Well, go ahead. Y'all know how to do it. Go ahead. Whatever platform you use, you can thank us later. So on behalf of uh, Coach K, Coach Murphy, Coach Pace, I'm Coach JP3. We'll holla at y'all next week. Have fun, y'all. Stay blessed. Stay safe. Peace.